Hello and welcome back to The Accommodation Show. We help accommodation owners like you get the knowledge and skills that you need to grow your business, improve your guest experience and increase your profitability. Hello everybody and welcome back to the show. If you've been looking to get into property management or take a gander into the popular Airbnb market, but you just don't know where to start, our guest today has all the answers for you. In her own words, she says, there is more than one way to skin a cat. We are joined by Julie George, who has many accolades. She is a leading expert in short-term rentals, has had incredible success building a property management portfolio, recently selling her business, Host My Home, for six figures. She has authored a bestseller book, Million Dollar Host, and has done the full circle of the STR industry, starting with one bedroom and growing up to 130 properties. She is a true legend in the STR space and is going to break down the strategies that work for her and how they could work for you too. Hi, and welcome back everybody to The Accommodation Show. I am joined today by Julie George, who is an absolute legend in the STR space. She actually started a business in 2016 with one property. She grew it to 130 properties. Then before the pandemic, she had the foresight uh, out of nowhere to figure out that it should be sold and she managed to sell it before the worst hit. Welcome to the show, Julie. Hi, Bart. Thank you for having me. And uh, yes, if I had that foresight more often, I could probably sell my services as a psychic. Yeah, that's right. Or you'd just be placing bets on on different things happening and making millions and millions. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, today, we're going to cover off how you uh, built your business, how you went down the journey, um, what it takes to do what you did. We might talk about teams and process and things like that. Um, but really, I want people that are listening to really figure out how they might go about building a business from scratch or if they're sort of... Uh, already started they've got a few properties and they're like where should I go to next or if you're a bed and breakfast owner um, if you've got a smaller business but you're thinking oh I want to do more but I don't know what you could use your existing resources to go and build your business bigger and stronger so those are the sort of different things we want to talk about today so before we go into it can you tell me a bit about yourself and your story Okay, my favorite story to tell. So look, back in 2016, I was working as a real estate agent, sitting in open homes. The Cairns market was flat for the last 15 years. I love Cairns. I love real estate. Uh, it just wasn't moving. You know, we were sitting in this flat market. Here I am trying to sell properties. Uh, property investors were banging their heads against the brick wall either selling for a lower price or having to rent their properties out to to tenants for you know maybe just covering their mortgages there had to be a better option right so my, one of my properties a one bedroom apartment became available uh, the tenant moved out I just had to pop in some linen I had to connect the Wi-Fi I took some photos and I wanted to find out what all this fuss was about with Airbnb so popped it up on Airbnb and within a couple of days I had my first booking I went from 240 a week to 600 a week and that's when the light bulb went cha-ching well actually it wasn't that moment that I went to I went cha-ching for myself because I was like oh my gosh I'm making all this money there's a reciprocal review system they're on their best behavior I'm trying to impress them so it was kind of a cool setup and I loved it 
the cha-ching moment came when I was showing a property investor around who had flown up from Sydney. They came up looking for that uh, elusive unicorn of a positive cash flow property, right? Now, I too used to read books about positive cash flow properties. They just don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So I said to this lady, I'm sorry, we don't have any on the books, but let's create one. Let's go out and find a property you'd like to holiday in yourself. Let's, um, let's furnish. So first of all, let's find one that you like. So she found one. So I sold it to her. Cha-ching. Income stream number one. It needed furnishing. So I put my hand up and I said, I can do that. After hours, I'm going to go to Kmart. I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to put this flat pack furniture together and I'm going to charge you a fee. Number two income stream. Then we came with this the issue or the challenge that she lived in Sydney. This property was in Cairns. I suggested that she needed to do what I had just done and put it on Airbnb. How was she going to manage it? Well, I'm going to put my hand up again, right? So there we have the third income stream. And uh, cha-ching, cha-ching, I'm charging 25% commission on managing the process for her. The whole and plus, and plus uh, yeah. and that's so there's the Airbnb fees and you're taking 25% on the side of the as payout. Well. Yeah, so I would always say I'm taking it from the payout figure because we all know Airbnb changes, you know, one minute they're 3.1%, next minute they're, you know, they're just never exactly right. So, so I would always take 25% from the payout figure. But she just, this woman had such a great experience going through this process with me that six months later she rings me up and she says, Julie. Do it again. Go out and find me another property. So I did. She still to this day hasn't seen that second property. But what I was able to do was establish a business called Host My Home, Airbnb Property Management, giving investors an alternative to what was already out there in the marketplace with their properties, better return on investment, using the properties themselves, and just a great experience all around. So it was a win-win. But uh, grew that property management business to 130 properties, $8 million income through generated through Airbnb, uh, full circle, sold the business, wrote a best-selling book, and uh, now I get to hang out with cool kids like you, Bart, all day, every day, uh, talking on podcasts, educating others, and hopefully inspiring somebody that might be listening right now that it is possible to scale up from not owning any property at all. Well, I, I did own my first one, but, but not having to own any property at all, right through to a multi-million dollar business. And uh, if I can inspire just one person today, job's done. Okay, so the first property that you had was the one um, that you put onto Airbnb to sort of prove yep. your concept and to, to, to prove whether it's going to work, and that's the one that brought you a lot of revenue. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you got your investors in, and then that's how you, so you created a product mm -hmm. there, and you were, you were targeting investors mainly? Or was yeah, it a bit correct. Varied? So property property investors to start with, but to be honest, when I first started this business, I saw there were so many different target markets out there. Um, one of my very first clients was uh, a school teacher who had who was in his sixties, was desperately wanting to go backpacking in Africa. How random is that? And had this really kind of plain looking three bedroom, one bathroom house in the suburbs. Who he just I think he just wanted a house sitter to be honest. So he came to me saying, Julie, I'll give you my house. Uh, I would like you to collect the mail. <laughs> I'd like you to regularly clean it. I'd like you to make sure it's secure. And sure, if you want to put some Airbnb people in there, go ahead. Now the funny thing was that it was such an unusual house in the rainforest. So it was in the suburbs, but we had green tree frogs coming in. We had snakes coming in, which were kind of scary. 
But what it was was that it was unique enough that visitors from overseas wanted to stay there. All of a sudden, it was so popular. We were earning so much money for this gentleman while he was backpacking around Africa. I had to keep messaging him going, don't come home. I need to have your house booked for the next month. So uh, so he got to extend his his trip. We made a lot of money for him, and that was kind of cool too. So it was actually people that were putting their homes um, uh, with us while they were going on a vacation themselves. So property investors, yes, um, and property investors were, I guess, you know, how many property investors have ever stayed in their own homes, in, in their own houses that they have purchased for an investment They've probably never never even used the toilet before in those properties. So it was kind of cool to reach out to the, those people, say, look, use your property yourself, get a better return on investment, and uh, try this new Airbnb concept. But yes, mum and dads who were had their own furnished property looking for somebody to look after it while they went away were, were perhaps the other option. Yeah. Okay. So that that makes an awful lot of sense. So then, so you're picking up different clients here and there, and it just kind of was was snowballing. And I guess through the way that you are, you're probably doing a lot of talking to different people and becoming a bit of an educator as to how it works. And then by the time you've educated everyone, they're like, you know what, this all sounds too difficult. I'm gonna get you to do it for me. Um, exactly. So I guess there's two sort of sides of it. So uh, we could have people listening to the podcast that are investors and that might want to team up with someone like yourself, mm. so a property management company, um, and use that as an investment vehicle for for their funds, or they might want to become a property investor, um, uh, sorry, a property manager, yep. and, and build out a, a business. And I know that there's two sort of routes to building out a property manager business at this stage. Do you want to talk us through quickly what the, the landscape looks like that? Let's say we wanted to become a property manager. What what would that take? Yeah, so there are. There's so many, and there's more than one way to skin a cat, as they say. So I guess what Airbnb has done, it's given us this amazing platform. And I, I talk about Airbnb. There are other operating platforms. There's Booking.com, and there's a VR. You know, there's a whole bunch of other HomeAways. And um, I just love Airbnb. And I'm sure that if one day they Brian Chesky wants me to have a facial tattoo of his logo, I'm sure I'd probably be talked into it because I just think it's just an incredible platform. But um, you're recording this, right? So that could come back to bite me one day. Um, but uh, I guess there's a couple of different models that people would look at if they want to get into this space and, and put together a third-party business utilising the sharing economy and utilising this platform of Airbnb. The most popular one, I guess, is one called arbitrage, which is leasing and subleasing. So it's convincing a landlord to lease you a property, putting it in your name, but really you need to be putting it in your business name, and we'll come to the reason on that in a second, but putting that in your business name and then leasing it again on Airbnb. So you're setting up, you might be furnishing the property, you're setting it all up, but you're taking the risk and you're taking that um, you're making that commitment to the landlord that you are going to be the tenant that will pay the, the rent on that property and then you're going to lease it on Airbnb now you have to a couple of little issues with that you have to get permission to do that that's super important you don't want to be dodgy with this uh, this it will come back to bite you if you don't be mm. fully disclose what you're doing um, but you're also risking putting that money up front and furnishing that property pros and cons on this yes you can scale up a business like that super easily and super quickly 
uh, the con, I, you know, I've just seen so many um, horror stories. And at the moment, I'm working with a gentleman in Seattle, uh, in Washington, um, America, who had 115 properties that he scaled up into the arbitrage model. Unfortunately, with COVID, it really put the crux on how many people were coming and staying in those properties. Income stopped. All of a sudden, he owes $300,000 to his landlord for back rent on these properties that he has committed to. The next problem is he's got all this furniture. So he, even if he gets rid of these properties, all of a sudden he becomes like he's got all this secondhand furniture to sell. So I'm actually at the moment helping this guy get out of that tangle that he's in. Mm. So that's arbitrage. The other model, which is the one that I jumped on very quickly, was one of management. So it's just like a long-term property manager. So we've got plenty of those in Australia who have already got it sorted out, how to look after a tenant, how to put a lease in place, all that type of thing. What I saw was that there was an opportunity to not only lease a property per week or per month, but per night. And if you can come in and just put that hospitality spin in and, you know, if I guess if hospitality and real estate came together, that's exactly the sort of concept that I came up with. Offering an instant hotel using other people's properties, getting a fully furnished property, getting a property ready to list on Airbnb, but managing the process and then just taking a cut and having it as a win-win situation that the owner gets 75%, I take 25%. And I just kind of, I like using other people's money. If I'm going to get rich, give me somebody else's property and give me someone else's money to take that risk with. <laughs> so, so right, so I might be a property owner. I've got one place that I'm running at the moment. I might have five beds. I'm a and b And then I'm like, well, I actually do want to expand. I want to grow. And I want to do it faster. Then I might actually just look in the local area and say, you know what, I've already got some cleaners. Um, I've got my processes sorted, I can check people in, I can do all of these things. Maybe I just talk to, to local operators and, and mm. local people with with property and just say, hey, do you want to come on board with me? Look, look at real estate agents. Where would I find these people? Yeah, good question. And I guess, uh, you know, when I first started, I, I faced that exa exact same dilemma. You know, I knew it worked. I'd tried it on my own property. I found somebody, my first client, but then I wanted more. I wanted more properties. How the hell was I going to do that? And I figured, well, I can either go out and chase those properties or I could get those properties and those property owners to chase me. And the way that I, I finally established that was to become an expert on Airbnb and to create that brand in my community. Um, like you said before, I really, I just put it out there. I kept giving so much free information, whether it's on social media, whether it is in press releases and talking to television cameras, uh, or whether, you know, for me, I had a glossy magazine that would go out to all the property investors of Cairns. And I knew if I could get in that magazine just once, and I got in there four times in a row, and I could actually hit the target market that I was chasing. So what I did was I actually wrote a full page article and I did a whole bunch of different topics. Um, one was how to make money while you are vacationing yourself. So how to make money by through your house. Uh, the other one was the top 10 tips to managing your property yourself on Airbnb. Uh, one was about the top 
top properties, top property uh, Airbnb properties in the area, how much they earned. So I was able to put all this information together in these articles, put a full page article together in this magazine, but it was always accompanied with a full page ad right next to it for host my home, my property management business. Yeah. So, so it kind of gave people the insight and the concept and really made them think about it. But it also showed that look, you're probably better to get a professional to do this for you, you know, because you, you, it is a 24-7 gig. Like, we all know it's a lot of work. Get a professional to do it. You're probably going to make just as much money, or sorry, more money if than doing it yourself. But you're also going to get a professional to manage the process for you. So so it was really about building that brand. And, and also, on top of that, it was the strategic relationships that I was able to form in my community. It was working alongside real estate agents, not working in competition with real estate agents. And um, I guess that's a, a really interesting concept too, because a lot of people think, well, the real estate agents are probably going to go, boo, hiss, here comes the Airbnb property manager. What you've got to do is you've actually got to work in with them and approach the real estate agents. Now, the ones you want to approach are the sales only agents, the ones that don't have a management uh, portfolio attached to them. The, you want to, ta- uh, you want to um, approach the real estate agents that are selling the overpriced, furnished luxury properties in your market. And if you can see that they're holding open homes there each week, trying to flog this amazing property, but it's just asking way too much money, get your ass into that open house, get in front of that agent and say, can I help you? And when they say, what the hell are you talking about? You need to be able to explain to them that you can put together an appraisal, a report on what that property might be worth on Airbnb. Do some comparable, uh, put some comparable properties in there, show its worth because that then can become a sales tool that that real estate agent can show property investors. Next level is to actually say to that real estate agent, how about we partner for the next, until you sell the property, how about I list it on Airbnb, we try and get some income for your, your existing owners. I will clean it on a regular basis, this home. I will block the calendar for your open homes and your inspections. And we can promote to your property investors, try before you buy. So they can come and sleep in the house before they make the commitment of signing the contract with you. I can tell you nine times out of 10, every agent I approached with that strategy absolutely said yes. And we became firm friends. Yeah, that's so, that's incredible. I just, uh, just I want to start taking notes myself and start <laughs> writing them down. <laughs> you should listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I should over. listen to my own <laughs> podcast. Um, okay, so agents are a, a, a great way to get in, and there's lots of strategies there, and I'm sure that a lot of this stuff is in your book. Is that right? There, well, just happens to be there is. It's a great book, Million Dollar Host, available on Amazon and uh, leading bookstores. Anyway, thanks for that plug. <laughs> I had to, right? Yeah. No, because I, what, I, what I'm getting at is I think that there's, the, there's a lot of depth that you could go into in terms of different strategies, and I don't want to leave people hanging where they're like, oh, just tell me a bit more. Okay, so what do I do next? But if it's all in the book, it does give people a reference point to go to and go, oh, cool, I like that idea, I'm going to do that, and, and that way we don't have to spend the extra time covering it if, if, 
if 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 we're talking to different people. So uh, so it is in the book, or it the real the estate book. agent approach. And in fact, there's a whole bunch more stuff in the book. And, and can I just give you a look? Anybody who's listening in, I'm going to give you a very interesting new model that hasn't really been taken up in Australia. Uh, this model has been taken up by somebody over in America, and it has meant that they now have two billion with a B. $2 billion worth of property that they are now listing on Airbnb with this model. Uh, the model is a booking agent model and this is simply where you're looking at typical accommodation that is already out in the marketplace. Hotels, motels, caravan parks, uh, look, anything that really is an, a typical accommodation that is not on Airbnb. Now, a lot of these accommodation providers are probably thinking well boo hiss a little bit like I was saying before looking at it as competition but if you can't beat them join them and if you can go in and approach the holiday apartment that is down the road that you know is not on Airbnb you go in there as the expert and you say hello I would like to help you and I would like to create a listing for you on Airbnb and I'm going to manage the process for you. I'm going to be your reservations department and I will be the middleman who will sync our calendars together. We will promote your properties on Airbnb because I guess let me just backtrack a little bit. The reason they're not on Airbnb is a lot of the channel managers that hotels or holiday apartments are on do not sync with Airbnb. They're syncing with all the other channels. They're syncing with the Expedias or the Booking.coms, but they're just not getting to Airbnb for whatever reasons. And I could be wrong. That may have changed in the last few months, but I guess there is an opportunity now to come in and say, I am an expert in Airbnb. Let me list your property. Let me take 11%. That's what I was doing on every booking coming in, we're going to create a profile under your name, under your details. So what you do here, Bart, and this is this is how exactly step-by-step step on what I was doing, I was using the affiliate link from Airbnb, creating a new profile for this hotel owner so that when they first got their first guest, I was getting a couple of hundred dollars, thank you, as a kickback from Airbnb. So you can actually offer this service for free to the hotels because you know you're going to get paid eventually from Airbnb. So creating a profile, you're helping them set up their listings, and then you co-host yourself onto their profile so that you then, they don't have to run it at all. They don't have to see it. They just, they've put their bank account, you know, you've got their bank account details so they're getting paid, but you're also making sure that every time a booking comes through, you get your percentage paid out to you at the same time. And, or you can invoice at the end of the month, which whatever, whatever is the easiest one for you. But basically you become a reservations department for the hotel you are doing all the booking, you're doing the guest inquiries, responding to the uh, the messages, but then they are looking after, the hotel owner is looking after the cleaning, they're looking after the actual day-to-day -day operations, they're getting the bad reviews if there is a bad review, fingers crossed that doesn't happen, but it just works beautifully in that that is a model that you can scale up, not only in your own hometown, but not only nationwide, but internationally as well. You could start tapping into some of the biggest hotel chains around the world and actually offering this service. And this gentleman, and if, you're very welcome to have a look at this website, folks, if you want to, of what he's created. It's called Plenty of Villas. 
villas.com plentyofvillas.com he calls himself mr airbnb which is kind of cool on instagram and social media i suppose with two billion dollars worth of uh of properties he's able to he he's earned that right and he i think he drives his fancy lamborghini as well but um but plenty of villas so this is just a concept that i just wanted to throw another one in there for your for your listeners but that i just think there is more than one way to skin a cat if you can see that there is a, a, a an opportunity out there in the marketplace where you can come in and solve a problem and the problem here being that hotels don't know how to get onto airbnbs go in there and do it for them and charge a little bit for it there you go. No money down. You know, no money needed to start a business like that. No real expertise needed. Just need a bit of a bit of gusto and a bit of oomph and and just that willingness to give it a go. <laughs> a lot of stuff. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, and I've actually encountered the Mysteria B&B chap myself, and it's an interesting model as well. And I think that getting that pitch that you're gonna. Uh, present to a potential caravan park or, or owner is is the crucial part yeah. because there's also a lot of politics which are involved with it. Some people don't want to be on Airbnb, might not see the benefits and all of that. So definitely check out Mr. Airbnb and you can get those tips if that's the sort of model you want to go down, if that's the market you want to target. And as you said, the, the barrier to entry is very low and you could actually do it on the weekends probably uh, or after work and, and start on this journey and really understanding it. Um, establishing the brand is something that I think is the biggest uh, learning that I'm getting from this particular session is that what worked for you is becoming the expert in the space um, and niching yourself into Airbnb more so than the other platforms and you understand the other platforms but you went now Airbnb is where I'm gonna people are just gonna know that I can get them good returns to using this particular thing it does expose you to a bit of risk if Airbnb if anything goes wrong in terms of policies and Airbnb but but that's business, right? You just keep trying to, to, to innovate and evolve. I want to go a little bit uh, controversial or push you a little bit in the other direction. And um, there's a lot of uh, flack that Airbnb gets. There's They've introduced a lot of problems. So, for example, if you want to rent a place in certain areas, now it's uh, increasingly difficult because now everyone's renting the places out. So... Um, uh, sorry, everyone's Airbnb-ing them out and now yeah. rents have gone up. Well, that's what the media is saying. Um, there's a lot more competition, a bit like when Uber came in for the cabs and that sort of thing. Um, where, where do you sit and what's your philosophy about this? Because obviously it's great for us if we're running a business and if we want to do it this particular way, but what about the consequences? Yeah, it's very controversial and depending on where you live, it could be even uh, banned or it could be restricted. I know in Sydney they were looking at bringing in the 90-day policy. Um, so there's a lot of, yeah, there sometimes can be a lot of um, resistance in the community. And unfortunately, the media just only reports about the parties and always associates it with Airbnb, even if it's not in a property that's listed on Airbnb. Uh, you know, it might be a booking.com party, but you're never hearing of it as a booking.com party. So, so unfortunately, Airbnb cops a lot of flack. 
but I've got to tell you of the thousands and thousands of people that I have had through my properties. So any one given night, I would have four to 500 people staying in Julie's properties. We were one of the biggest pseudo hotels in the Cairns region. In fact, I think it was only ourselves and maybe like the Hilton or the Ridges Plaza that was able to, to, uh, to offer so many people a room for the night. So, you know, it was kind of cool, but I can tell you that I have only got about five memories of scarred party issues, uh, you know, of any anything happening in the two and a half years that uh, that I was managing those properties. So, uh, you know, and I'm sure the Hilton or the Ridges would say that there's a lot more that uh, you know of bad events that they have experienced. So, um, I guess I guess firstly, I just want to reassure that anyone listening to our podcast today that. Um, it's not all bad. In fact, it is so freaking great. Uh, the experience has just been absolutely mind blowing. In that there's, you know, the reciprocal review system, the host guarantee, so that if something goes wrong, and yes, there are things that go wrong. Like I said, I have five scarred memories of uh, different parties. Um, but uh, but guys, honestly, it um, I would do it all again in a heartbeat. And I just think that even with the controversy, even with like body um, body corporate legislations or or changes to. Um, rulings in the areas of the communities you know even with that 90-day policy I was looking at you know operators in Sydney and thinking all right what you've got to do is you've got to then be flexible and you've got to look at your properties and go okay for a part of the year I need some permanent longer leases I need to be able to offer some flexible leases but then when it's really busy, let's say Christmas time, I'm going to Airbnb the hell out of that property. And, uh, and so I guess just, that's just one taking thing. advantage of the peak seasons, which is your Correct. probably 70% of your revenue anyway. Yeah, um, and, so. and then also be, if it takes that much heat out of the market, it means that you will be able to command a higher price when those times come around because there won't be as much availability of, or stock of property. Yeah. I think oh. don't be don't be scared of it. Just embrace it and look at it as an opportunity, and um, you know, and yeah, it will yeah. pay off. Yeah. So if we've got an established business that we've been running for five or ten years, and now there's all these competitors and there's a changing landscape around us, mm-hmm. um, especially big companies coming in and sort of throwing their weight around, which they, they absolutely do, and we're yep. seeing that happening more and more now. And there's more pushback from uh, from politicians, which is great. And so, but I mean, these things are going to keep and changing and evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, but the consequences for, for, for business owners that have been around for longer through all of this, so if you do have a hotel or a B&B and those business models are starting to get pushed, um, what advice do you have for, for, for that cohort and, uh, yeah, that group of people? Yeah, I guess it's probably the same, same sort of message is that just don't fight it. Just figure out a way to make it a great opportunity for yourself and, you know, open your eyes up and be flexible and look at look at other options you know do you need to get some students in your properties for a little while um, I, I'm going to be honest and at the moment in Cairns uh, so I sold my business however I've still got a number of properties that I own in Cairns and uh, you know that were on Airbnb um, I am actually going to admit today on your show that I have taken them off Airbnb at the moment and I have put doctors and nurses in them on a flexible lease. Uh, you know, some of these nurses and doctors have come up to work at the hospital here during COVID. Now, they don't necessarily, they don't want to sign up for a six-month lease, fair enough, and that's what a lot of real estate agents were offering. 
I had put in my advertisement that I put out on Gumtree and Facebook, and I'm actually about to do it again. So anybody who needs a property, let me know because <laughs> I, um, I, you know, I just know that people have got they don't have a six month contract. They might have a three month or a four month or a. You've got to be flexible with people, and you've got to be able to be willing to go with what the market is at the moment. And at the moment, I'm just happy to say, look. I will, you know, I can offer a furnished property, I can put the Wi-Fi on for you, and if you need to take it for three months, I'm going to give you a certain price for three months, or if you're going to do it shorter, I'll give you a, a probably a higher price just to make it worthwhile because I'm going to have to turn over. But I would just say be flexible, open your eyes up, look at the, don't look at the restrictions to hold you back, but look at it as an opportunity and just figure out how you can be a problem solver by by with the resources that you have yeah so ultimately having lots of flexibility understanding the world is going to keep and changing around us if it's not airbnb today it'll be somebody else doing something else which is innovative um in the future the one thing that i know is that airbnb is not driven by airbnb airbnb is driven by consumer demand mm -hmm. and that's what the consumer is demanding so we can fight airbnb and booking.com and we can fight all of these different platforms saying oh, i don't want that here but the problem is is it's not them that are dictating it's the consumers that are Guess. buying at the end of the day so unless we're targeting the consumer saying oh we don't want any consumers well, it's going to happen, right? And if it's not them, there'll be someone else. If it's not Airbnb, Google will jump in or Apple will jump in. Someone else will jump in, Come in. and fill the consumer demand. So um, it's really important. And the reason why, one of the biggest reasons why I've got you on, Julie, is because I want to help to educate everyone as to what's happening out there, the strategies that you have to grow your business so that if you're not on that side, everybody knows what you're up to, how it works, and then they can make some strategic decisions as to which parts they might take for their business, sure. how they're going to potentially fight it, how they're going to strengthen their businesses uh, to get through to the next stage. Or as we said, if you're smaller, then you can you can start on this path and grow. Um, and, you know, you're picking up books, getting them, making the right networks is, mm -hmm. the, is sort of uh, key to sort of starting on this particular journey. Um, okay, so let's just finish up. Um, uh, let's pretend that um, I've. This is the first time I've heard about this sort of um, strategy or this sort of thing. I might not have decided which strategy I'm going to go down. Um, heard the podcast. What do I do next? What do you do next? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's amazing. I guess you can't make the assumption that everybody already knows about Airbnb because at the moment, I mean, Bart, you and I connected through the amazing platform of uh, Clubhouse and people are still figuring out about what the hell Clubhouse is. And if you don't know, if you're listening in and, and you're not sure, my God, it is the best thing since Facebook that uh, has come my way. But um, but I just guess you've just really, my advice for anybody who's just listening in and has had their interest piqued by anything that we've discussed today is to keep researching, really educate yourself. And whether that is to go and find a course, to read a book, to listen to more podcasts, but keep educating yourself before you decide which business model is right for you. I have a lot of people that I sit with and they go, they put their hand up and they go, I want to do exactly what you're doing. 
and I will always say to them, all right, but tell me about yourself first. And I had a lady the other day I was doing a Zoom interview with and um, she said, well, I've got two little babies and I, you know, I'm an, I'm a former teacher and I want to do what you're doing. And I said, no, you don't. <laughs> Sorry, love. You do not want to do what I just did because it's a 24-7 gig. You have to make, like I remember one day making 17 beds in a row. Uh, you know, you can't do that with two babies strapped to you back. And, um, you know, and I said, but you're an educator, right? So how about we talk to you about becoming a consultant and helping mum and dads set up their own Airbnbs and doing it via Zoom so you can have your babies next to you at all times and that you can work from home and you don't have to clean. And all of a sudden you could see her eyes light up and go, oh my God, so I don't have to do it the typical way that everyone is promoting. And I said, no, you just actually look at your own strengths, look at your own situation, look at what how you can work, best work in the sharing economy and uh, and so suddenly she's gone from thinking that she needs to be a property manager to now wanting to be a consultant to help the <laughs> mum and dads out there to set it up to do it themselves so keep researching keep talking to to Bart keep talking to Julie Georges of the world and uh, and join us on Clubhouse when you figure out what the hell Clubhouse is and uh, you know we're on there every day with some but, um, but yeah, and my other thing would be just do it because what's what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work. It doesn't, you know, and you're stuck in that J-O-B forever, uh, you know, but I've got to tell you the freedom that you can create by getting into the sharing economy, creating a business for yourself is freaking amazing. So, um, yeah, do it. Beautiful. Uh, there's one last thing that I just want to touch on and... It's, it's a big topic, but I uh -oh. wanted to wanted to just mention it. The, the one thing that we always talk about, the numbers and Airbnb and strategy and real estate agents yeah. and money, money, money. But the beautiful thing is not only is it the sharing economy, which I fundamentally believe in. Uh, I think it's something that's been necessary for a long time. I share my cars. I've got a few cars oh, there on the cool. sharing economy. I don't mind if people are using it. I don't have any personal... It's not mine to begin with anyway, right? It's, yeah. it's the comes from the earth. Uh, the beautiful thing about this is that you're, you're trying to make money and all that, but you're also trying to deliver an unbelievable experience that could yeah. make a big difference for someone. And if that's something that excites you, it, that you can... It, you're genuinely trying to make someone's day or week just that much better. It's a great space to be in uh, because you can do so much to really uh, to make someone's day. What, what do you think about that? So rewarding. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the money is is fabulous <laughs> don't get me wrong having that money to burn and being now retired at 45 I can actually say I'm retired because it, thanks very much uh, to Airbnb and Brian Chesky and that facial tattoo that one day <laughs> may happen uh, but um, I just what is more rewarding than the financial gains is to actually see guests that are having an amazing experience in the the property that you're providing so you meet some just beautiful people from all around the world and people that i have become friends with i mean we even had a lady give birth in one of our airbnbs ah, you know don't ask me about the cleaning fee i charged on that but um but uh you know we've we've actually had situations where people's lives have changed because we've provided this amazing accommodation platform but not only so we've got guests we've got our own 
lives that have changed. But then property owners, property investors who I've gone and I've said to them, let me help you make almost twice as much money as you would by putting a long-term tenant in by allowing me to manage the process on Airbnb. So I've got property investors suddenly making more money than they've ever made before, utilizing their own properties, staying in their own properties, and then having this win-win experience. They just get such a thrill out of reading the reviews coming back from the guests and seeing that people love their their homes that they're staying in. So, you know, it's a it's a bit of a warm and fuzzy all round by guests, property investors, and myself. And then also, you know, the business that I created, I ended up employing oh, 18 people in the community. So. So, hello, all of a sudden, all these team members of mine are out getting new cars or, you know, being able to upgrade their own homes because they're suddenly making a lot of money. And it's cool. It's a super cool industry. So, yeah, a little warm and fuzzy with this whole whole Airbnb uh, experience for sure. Great. Uh, thank you so much, Joey, for joining us. Uh, you have given your time. You have given us your knowledge it's super rewarding. I appreciate it. And I'm sure that everyone that's listening does as well. Is there anything that we can do for you? Oh, look, I would just love any feedback, um, positive feedback, welcome, uh, negative feedback, keep it to yourself. Um, but, uh, but look, I've, I would welcome anybody to connect with me. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, uh, you know, Instagram. I figured out how to use Instagram. Thank goodness. Finally. Uh, but, um, but, make contact I, you know I'm don't be intimidated yes I've done very well in this space but I'm human uh, I've I made my mistakes I've learned from my mistakes but I'm very very willing to share my secrets help other people and I would just um, I would just say yeah please connect great and we'll uh, include include everything in the show notes so jump up to the accommodationshow.com and everything will be there with links to the book and websites and everything else that you need if you want to learn more. Thank you once again, Julie, for joining us. I incredibly much appreciate it. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the clubhouse. Thanks. See you, bye. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can find us at theaccommodationshow.com where you can find all the show notes, links to resources we have talked about and transcripts from the show. I really do appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to support the show, then please subscribe, leave a comment and share it with others.